Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ashdown Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Cool. Welcome, everyone. So, yeah, as the recording just said, if you want to talk to me, call in the number and press 1. You have to press 1. That way we know you're there. We know you have a question. We'll bring you in. Someone will send me a message. And, uh, <clears throat> and we, will, uh, we will take your calls. You can also send messages through the chat roll, and uh, we can talk to you there. Welcome to all the new members. We did have a bunch of new members that just joined last week, so welcome. Call in, and, uh, and let's talk. <clears throat> Great. So uh, let's bring Nadia in if we can, and we'll answer some of the questions that people have been asking over the last uh, few days in the, in the support group and also on the chat roll now. Hi, John. Hey, Nadia. How you doing? Hi. I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, great. Great. What's happening? Great. Oh, not too much. I'm uh, really enjoying the time after our last detox cleanse. It's just such a beautiful yeah. feeling in my body after I've done a cleanse, and I'm sure other people are feeling yeah. the same, those that have joined us. Yeah, that was powerful. Well, Nadia and I just finished a uh, two-week online detox. For those of you that uh, didn't join us, it's, uh, we try to do it every six months, and it's always a really powerful experience. We, we do webinars um, almost every day, every day the second week and every other day the first week, and uh, then we have this wrap-up party at Nadia's, and it's uh, very powerful. And uh, the wrap-up party, Nadia always has some amazing, amazing recipes, uh, such a wealth of resource and of uh, information. And Nadia, I've been saying for a long time, we really do have to do some sort of cooking course together where I kind of just kind of follow you around and pick up ideas and you share stuff with people because just the stuff that you say off the cuff is just really, you know, just so brilliant in terms of being able to create something that's delicious and healthy. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd, li- I'd love to do that. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool. So, John, we do have so, one question right yeah. now. Um, this is a question that Julia left in the, in the chat roll before the class started. So I don't think she's on yeah. the call right now, but I can ask her a question okay. on her behalf for her. It's quite a long okay, question, sure. so I'll read the whole thing for you. Hi, John. I have put on around 65 kilograms in the last several years and cannot stop the increasing weight gain no matter what I do. I eat clean and meditate and use your visualizations. I also see a therapist when I can. I have a lot of stress in my life, most recently losing my mom and a close friend of 25 years. I am being investigated for cyclical Cushing's disease, but there is no real clear route forward yet, as this can be so hard to diagnose when cyclical or episodic. I don't have the resources for individual healing sessions anymore as I've been unable to work for a number of years due to increasingly poor health, which started to break down in 2008 after some pelvic investigations, and I was left with an undetected infection. I am positive and determined, but really scared of the unrelenting weight gain. 
Have you any suggestions as I feel uh, I am in an emergency situation right now? I have been for some time and every time I think I can't gain any more weight, I do gain about a stone or a stone and a half at a time. And then it stays the same for a bit and then it shoots up again in steps. So this does fit in with cyclical Cushing's as do many other symptoms. However, have you any help for me? I'm so desperate. I think I'm living in some hidden mold in my house but can't afford to move. Could this be impacting me too? Uh, mold, the last thing she said was mold, M-O-L-D, mold? Right, right. Did she say there's right. mold? I think she's talking yeah. about in her home. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So Cushing's disease does cause weight gain. There's no question about it because Cushing's disease elevates your cortisol levels and cortisol levels cause weight, uh, elevated cortisol le- levels cause insulin resistance, which causes weight gain. So there's no, there's no question that uh, if she has, if you have cortisol disease, uh, Cushing's disease, there's going to be a problem. The question is, what causes Cushing's disease? And, and me, there's not really many answers to that. Uh, and I always take kind of a mind-body approach because I don't think it's just a random uh, reason that uh, people just get diseases. There's usually something you can connect it to. And some of the things that you talked about, some of the traumas that you've experienced over the last couple of years, will uh, my experience that, is that they do cause weight gain. <clears throat> um, especially the loss of, of people that are close to you. Uh, mold will also cause weight gain. So, so, and then the infection that you had uh, would indicate that there could also be, you probably took antibiotics for that. Uh, so there could be a digestion issue as well. So what I would do is I would look to do as much healing as you can for the emotional traumas that you had, uh, doing things like meridian tapping. We have uh, lots of coaching, coaching classes uh, with uh, um, Desiree and a couple other coaches that teach meridian tapping. So use meridian tapping to help work through uh, the emotional issues that are affecting you. Listen to some of the visualizations that we have that are specifically geared toward healing emotions, such as the safe, strong, and protected visualization. And then as much as possible, start to eat more fermented foods, uh, such as raw uh, fermented veggies like sauerkraut and kimchi and other fermented veggies uh, to help heal your digestion uh, because the, uh, that, that's another thing that, that could, could be causing the problem. And I found in general with many autoimmune issues and other issues that where they don't really know the issue, when you focus on emotional trauma and healing digestion, that's a really powerful combination. It'd be great if you could solve the mold issue or find out if you have a mold issue because that's that's huge, uh, and that's going to be affecting you too. And I would take I would approach it from the, those three aspects, from dealing with emotional trauma, uh, to healing digestion, to working through uh, the mold issues. So uh, so <clears throat> take that approach for for now, and let's see if we can get things under control. Uh, you say it's cyclical Cushing's disease, so. Uh, it's, there's a good chance that it's the, it's the traumas and the stresses that are elevating the cortisol level. So um, if that's the case, then by solving them, uh, you can turn this thing around. It'd be great also if you could uh, call in and talk to me on the next Dash Time. We could talk about some things and work through things. But until then, focus on those three aspects. Cool. Yep, that sounds great. Thank you okay. so much, John, for that answer. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, there is... Uh, Another question, uh, again, um, this caller, I don't think that she is listening right now. She, this was left uh, before the show. 
So her, her okay. name is Donna, and I can read this one out. It's also uh, quite long as well. Um, she's basically feeling very frustrated and doesn't know how to move forward. She says, uh, John, so I'm just getting nowhere. I have been with the Gabriel Method now for quite a long time. I never get past week five on the 12-week journey. I do go in and out of listening to the evening visualization. I listen most nights. I do drink apple cider vinegar and water in the morning most days, and I'm not too bad with drinking water, but I have a lot of resistance to the food stuff. I do add salads, but I'm in and out of doing that, and I don't really like to prepare food. It just feels like another diet mm -hmm. to me. I know I need to get over this sure. resistance so I can move forward, but I'm just getting bigger and bigger. I'm, I'm much kinder to myself. I believe in everything that the, that the Gabriel Method offers but I just don't know where to start. Should I do all 12 weeks again, listen to them and see what resonates? Should I start with exercise? I just don't know what to do. Well, well, what I would say, what's coming to me is, is if you say that you're only, you get up to week five and that's it each time, uh, my guess is that there is an unconscious resistance to weeks six and seven and weeks six and seven is where we deal with the emotional issues. And typically, when people are in a situation where they've done everything from an eating perspective and they're not losing weight, and every time they get to anything that's, that deals with emotional issues, they, they uh, sabotage or unconsciously there's a resistance or so they stop doing it, that usually indicates that there is an emotional issue attached. Uh, people typically don't like to do uh, Nobody likes to do, I don't like to do emotional work, but you can, when you learn how important it is to do the emotional work, especially when it comes to weight, and this is something that most people don't talk about. Everybody's got to, people understand now that stress can cause weight gain, and we all understand that carbs and food, this food and that food can cause the problem. But if you look at emotional, emotional issues and emotional trauma, uh, there's been some incredible studies. There was a study done uh, called the ACE study, and ACE stands for Adverse childhood experiences where they studied 20 some thousand people over a 20 year period. And they found that, that those individuals that had trauma, traumatic childhoods were 75% more likely to be obese. Uh, the trauma causes weight gain. Our bodies react with weight. It's almost like we put the weight on as a form of protection. And what I'm sensing very strongly in you in, uh, in, and in the resistance to move forward past week five is that there is some, some emotional issues that uh, you're unconsciously not wanting to move to, to look at. Uh, but I would say start with week six and seven, do the emotional work. Emotional work is so, so powerful uh, to heal all kinds of issues in our body, especially weight. We, you know, we just talked about with the last question, um, the, this lady, uh, the lady started putting on weight after, a big emotional trauma. So I would love for you to do the emotional work just week six and seven. Don't even worry about going forward after that. Just stay with week six and seven and focus on them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months until you feel some sort of breakthrough happening. You have a, maybe a cathartic cry. Uh, you've, you've, or you're able to see things clear of some past thing that's happened or forgive or let go or move forward. Something you'll feel a shift and then you're not going to be as hungry uh, you're going to have more energy, and that's when you can look at some of the other weeks. But, but uh, emotional issues are probably the place where you need to go, and that's where I would tell you to focus. Cool. Uh, uh, Nadia, we've got, a couple, we've got a couple of callers coming in, and so uh, I'll just start taking okay. them, and then maybe we can come back afterwards. 
Thanks. Sounds great. Cool. Thanks, John. Let's, sure. Let's talk to Bill in Texas, please. Hello. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Hello. Hey, man. I'm doing good. I'm working on my wife's car, so I'll try not to curse during this. So I'll stop what I'm doing. That. Um, I, I got. What's uh, happening? I got three. I got three. Uh, three. Three questions for you. Um, they're fairly yeah. easy, and one of them might even pertain to the to the to the last uh, the 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 person before last. But really, the first one was uh, was about using a CPAP machine, and not so much using a CPAP machine, but when you when you know it's time to go off of it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so for those of the people that are listening, we talk about using CPAP machines when you have typically when you have more than fifty or hundred pounds to lose, uh, you can develop a condition called sleep apnea, where your uh, neck is cutting off the circulation uh, to your to, or to your windpipe, collapsing your windpipe while you're sleeping, and you're kind of uh, always having to wake up uh, during the night. Uh, but then, as you lose the weight, it goes away. And Bill, you know, what, I, I know we've spoken before, and you're uh, having having some success. And uh, you're what you're you've been using a CPAP now. You're saying, and you're wondering if uh, if it's time to go off. Is that is that correct? No, not quite. I, I got uh, tested, and they said I had right on the borderline of uh, mild to moderate sleep apnea. It's like right on the border. Okay. And they they went ahead. Okay. I, I did a sleep study at the place, and they said they'd get back with me. Well, that was a month ago, and they're taking their time about it. So I called them, and they're like, well, we'll get you fitted some point in time. And I was like, well, okay. And, but but I've had some sort of breakthroughs um, where I felt like I've lost weight in the past uh, two, two weeks. I mean, I can see it, and I can feel it. And I'm wondering yeah. if uh, Say I if go on this it. thing for okay. a little while, and then it, then I'm like, well, I don't need this anymore. How did you know when it was time for you to be done with it? Yeah, so one of the things that happens when you have sleep apnea is you uh, you tend to snore, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. your breathing just stops, and then you have this big loud right. snore again. Um, if that's gone away, you know, and, and I guess you, you need your wife to tell you whether that's gone away. If that's gone away. Uh, that's one of the ways that you know that your your sleep apnea has gone away. Also, another way is if you're having dreams, because when you have sleep apnea, yeah. you tend not to dream because you don't get into the deep dream states. Okay, so, do you know if you're dream having dreams? Before. Yeah, I'm dreaming all the time when I sleep. Now, it didn't happen before. Now, it's, it's every night, every time I go to sleep. But um, the the, I guess that was the first question, and I'm sorry to be so quick and but i'm doing all kinds of things here um the other second question while i'm thinking about it uh before the third one and the third one ties into the first question that you were addressing by an audience um the the second question was uh do you know anything or do you have much uh research about uh d3k2 supplementation and it's removing uh, calcium from arteries and soft soft cell tissue and things like that no, I'm not familiar with it. If you want to tell me a little bit about it, I can do some research and look into it. What, how does it work? Uh, well, it, it basically the K the the K2 goes in and it redirects the the calcium that that's been 
soft cell tissue and sends it into the bone as opposed to being in soft cell tissue. Um, I, I, I've just learned about it in the last two days, so I don't have a whole lot more yeah. than that. That's why I thought I'd ask you real quick. Um, and okay. Maybe well, let me, let, let me just – what's that? I'll, I'll take a look at it. But let me just – it kind of ties into the last question, to, to your question about sleep apnea, because if your sleep apnea has gone away, uh, which it sounds like it could have if you're dreaming more now – and you're losing weight all of a sudden, that means that the insulin resistance in your body has gone away. And more than anything, mm-hmm. although this is not really common medical understanding, but you look at some of the cutting-edge integrative doctors out there, they'll, they'll tell you this, that, that it's the insulin resistance that causes the hardening of arteries and plaque development in, in arteries. So, so by reversing the insulin resistance, which you're doing right now, uh, there's a really good chance that you can reverse uh, any of the any of the damage to your arteries that that have happened. So it's so it's kind of like one stop shopping. Uh, this particular thing that you're describing, you know, sounds great on face value, but most things always have two sides to them, and so it's it's worth sure. looking it's worth looking at. But if you if you're addressing the real issues, which is the insulin resistance, which caused the weight gain, caused the sleep apnea, and caused the heart disease, if that's being reversed. Then everything gets unwound all all at once. The weight, the heart issues, and sleep apnea. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And that's that's what I think I'm trying to hit everything as hard as I can with a hammer all at once. <laughs> now I'm like I, yeah. I, I've gotten to where I've got, I'm fighting the the fat or the, what you would call the fat triggers or what I don't even call them fat triggers anymore. Just the health issue triggers on every front all yeah. at once, as opposed to fighting it yeah. one at a time where I used to, because I'm so used yeah. to it now. Uh, the last thing relates to the first question that you addressed with Nadia, and the, it, I guess it kind of, uh, from an elevated cortisol, you were talking about Cushing's, and as I understand, Cushing has a, a has to do with the adrenal glands. And and yeah. what I was wondering is, do you have uh, a visualization to for your like for the adrenal glands which sit on top of the kidneys? That that I know there are uh, there are parasympathetic uh, nervous system type thing where you can't shut them off, being that they're on. But is there any way to give them the rest through a visualization that you've ever heard of or come across, or because it worked with my knees when I was doing the visualizations on that? Yeah, and, and anytime anytime you you visualize white light into any part of your body, it's going to heal, it's going to relax. And the way the adrenals work, it's it's not that they're never shut off. It's that they're either producing stress hormones or reparative hormones. So you don't want them to shut off. You want them to produce the reparative hormones. So, so by visualizing uh, the white light in your adrenals, uh, you can calm them down and, uh, <clears throat> and have them start rep- producing the reparative hormones. What I would do is listen to any of the visualizations that, I, that I've recorded where you're imagining white light going into your body which is how we usually start most of the visualizations within the first couple of minutes and have that white light go into the adrenals and really just visualize it, recreating it and healing it and relaxing it and producing all the reparative hormones, which will help uh, repair the cells in your heart and your, and your, and your arteries and, um, and you, you know, anything else that's going on. It's, it's really, this is the reason why stress is so damaging for all of us is it stops the body from producing reparative hormones. <clears throat> so, you, so you want to get, it sounds like you're doing something right 
because if you if you reverse the insulin resistance, you must have dealt with the stress in a, in a positive way. So your body is already producing those reparative hormones. But I would go in right in right in while you're imagining white light going into your body, go right into your adrenals and just have them just swirl white light around them and just see your adrenals getting healthy and producing all the okay. uh, reparative hormones. Sounds good Make to sense? me, man. I want awesome. to Keep up, up the great work. Anybody else need to talk to you? Hey, it's good to talk to you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Good to talk to you, too. Take care. Um, bye-bye. Cool. Let's talk to... Bye. Let's talk to Laura in Toronto, please. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you, Laura? Hi. I am awesome. So um, I just want to give you a little bit of background um, before we kind of have a conversation so you have some information. So uh, we have talked before, actually. It was a month or two ago. Um, and so I did the 12-week program, which I loved. I still do the visualizations every night. So it's been probably, i say, coming up to close to six to nine months that I keep doing everything. Um, and I wasn't mm-hmm. losing weight. And so I called in. Um, I'm also a martial artist of 30 years and a licensed holistic practitioner. So I'm working with high-level energy work all the time. Uh, And I've also had Mm -hmm. three motorcycle accidents. So, like, those are kind of the major trauma. And uh, I was also molested by my father, and I was date-raped when I was a teenager. And I'm sure there was more in there. So your program actually offered me an opportunity to release a lot of those things um, that I, though I'd been working on it, it kind of just gave me the push to get rid of it or to move past it. Um, I'm finding now, awesome. I'm, um, now when we talked, you told me to uh, start Tai Chi or yoga to kind of melt the weight off. And I asked you if there was anything I was still missing to do in the 12-week program. Should I go back or anything? You're like, no, just do the, martial, just do the Tai Chi and the yoga, which I've been doing, and the weight is still holding. It's so slow. Am I just being impatient, or is there something I'm missing? How, how much weight are you looking to lose? Uh, probably a hundred pounds. And uh, did we talk about sleep At apnea? Least. Have you been checked for sleep apnea? I was checked. I have now got a CPAP machine since last December. So I am sleeping deeper. I am sleeping better. My sleep could be better. I do have injuries from my last motorcycle accident, so it does keep me a little bit up at night, but I am sleeping better with the machine for sure. I'm not dreaming. You're not dreaming. I'll, um when was the last time that you did dream then? I can't remember. You know? Okay, so I, uh, I, I would want you to get to just double-check that everything's working right with your CPAP machine because that, that is, should ha- you should be able to get into that deep state, that dreaming state. Do you find that you're tired in general throughout the day? Is the energy tough to, you know, to get through? Is it no, struggle? actually it's yeah, no, it's actually gotten a lot better. Like, I don't have that 3 o'clock lull anymore. What wakes me up is the pain from my accident in my arm sometimes. So that brings yeah. me out of it, and I have to take it off. There have been several adjustments with not getting enough air and the amount of pressure and the humidity. So we've all gotten all over that. I had to get a new nose piece. So we're good with that now. I just feel like, I feel like yeah, so I don't know. What am I missing? Like, I'm just super frustrated. Are you uh, okay? And are you having uh, any kind of junk food cravings or sweet cravings after you eat or in the afternoons or or any time? No, I'm completely off sugar since January. 
Okay, let me go through what what is what does a day look like for you uh, in terms of when you get up. Let's just walk through it and spend some time together and try to figure this sure, out. So, yeah. so w- w- walk me through a day. What time do you, what time do you wake up? What what what's a typical day look like for you? Yeah, so anywhere from five thirty to six thirty to seven thirty, I'll get up. I'll have two big glasses of water with apple cider vinegar. I'll take my supplements, you know, my omega and I'm primrose oil, like all my other supplements kind of thing. Um, and then I just what drink water. I'll have a coffee. Uh, I'm on, um, yeah, the other one is um, uh, Enhanced Dim. That's for my cells. That's for my naturopath. Um, and then a How primrose oil. Uh, probably since February. Have you noticed any difference with that? Uh, that's a cellular thing. I won't know until it's retested in the fall. In Are you getting fall. something on okay. that? Well, not that I'm getting something on that, but I know that you can. Uh, that it's the type of thing that you, you have to do the right way. You can develop a resistance uh, to it if you. Um, right. If you're taking it too much or too long, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am absolutely, and my body's really good at uh, recognize that. Really good, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, okay. do you speak to my naturopath? We have discussed it, so I, I get exactly where you're coming from. And then I also take an, okay. an enzyme, a digestive enzyme, and I took a probiotic for two months. I'm taking a break now for a month. Um, the digestive enzyme, you should. You, you you want to take the digestive enzymes with food, not 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 right. just on an empty stomach like that. Okay, so take so that with is, food. Are you okay. eating in the, yeah, no problem. Yeah, take that with food. Yeah. So then I do intermittent fasting until about noon, which I'm not really hungry. Uh-huh. Um, and then my yeah. first meal is really good. It's and there's no carbs in it because I'm not really craving it. Um, yeah. So I have two meals a day, which I'm totally satisfied with. One will have carbs, complex or not. One will not. Um, and that would include mm. avocado, like all those good, yummy things that I know how to eat, right? Like I know all that stuff. It's just um, I'm wondering, gosh, like what am I missing? So I'll have that meal like right, so around 12, it, 1-ish. And, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. And then I'll have a meal. Like I only eat within a six to eight hour window during the day. Right, so I'll have mm-hmm. that second meal around six or six o'clock, maybe seven latest. I don't like to eat late, anyways. And then drinking water during the day. Okay. And uh, what about uh, exercise? Or are you active at all? What, what, what's that like in a typical day? Yeah. So it's frustrating now because of my accident, but I'm getting, I'm doing more walking, and uh, I'm also in physiotherapy, which is forcing me to exercise, which is great, which I love. Um, I'm also still teaching martial arts, so that keeps me active, but I'm not going and doing like a cardio workout or a gym workout or anything like that. So. Okay. Okay. Well, that's something we can talk about because at this stage where you are right now in your development, that, that could have a really, really big bang for the buck. Um, I wouldn't want you to do it a lot. What I'm talking about is something that's five to ten minutes, three times a week uh, type of thing. Where can you like for that's example one where... example? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, that's that's the week with the exercise where you picture someone chasing you. Yeah, yeah, that's an example. That's what I do, do you talk about that in, in week five. I talk about lots of lots of different examples in week five. I'll tell you why you, for you right now, 
uh, it'll get it'll be a really big bang for the buck because you are doing. We, you know, we talked. I talked a lot um, a minute ago with Bill about insulin resistance, which is really the thing. There's two things that cause us to gain weight and hold on to weight, and they're both completely related. One is something called leptin resistance, and the other is called insulin resistance. Yeah. And, and leptin resistance causes insulin resistance. <clears throat> but everything that you're doing, everything that you've told me that's happened for you over the last six months, tells me that that insulin resistance. Uh, is going away. The fact that you're not having junk food cravings, that you're having more energy, the sleep apnea has been taken care of, uh, that you're that you're craving healthier foods, tells me that the insulin resistance is going away. It's it's actually harder for it to go away when you have more weight than less weight because the weight itself actually causes insulin resistance. It's almost like the weight is doing right. things, the the fat is doing things to protect itself. Uh, so it's it's harder to get to that crossover point. And in order to lose weight and keep it off sustainably, you have to get to this kind of crossover points, which I feel like you're very close to from talking to you. You, you need to get to this crossover point. Oh, gosh, point I hope so. Where you're in, yeah, well, yeah, so let, let me just explain. So you, you, you need to get to this crossover point where all of a sudden your insulin levels are low enough that your body can burn fat again because – uh, having insulin resistance causes elevated insulin levels. Insulin stops the body from burning fat. So you get into this situation, and we all do, and I've lived through this too, and I totally understand what it's like, where your body's just not burning fat. It's because your insulin levels are still too high, but I feel like you're in this crossover point. Now, what that specific type of exercise can do, uh, and I would include this, the strength training part of it, and I'll, I'll walk you through it, but what that can do is that can make your muscles – more sensitive to insulin because if you think of, of a muscle, uh, think, imagine a muscle is like a sponge in terms of sugar. It wants to hold sugar. So uh, if, if you uh, <clears throat> if, uh, muscles are, have stored sugar in them, now if you take like a sponge that's full of water and you wring it out, and then you put it in water, it's going to want to suck up water. So it's going. So in the same. Way when you do the types of exercises that we talk about in week five of the 12 week total transformation, and again, I'm talking about 10 minutes three times a week. When you do that, what it does is it drains the muscles of stored sugar the same way that you like wring out a sponge with water, and it makes the muscles want to suck up more sugar, and, and that makes the muscles want to become more sensitive to insulin because the only way sugar can get into the cells is by way of insulin. So it makes the cells more sensitive to insulin. So you can reverse the insulin resistance in your muscles right now in a really effective way, just doing 10 minutes, three times a week of, of this type of work. And, and by doing that, you can get to this crossover point where your insulin levels are going to get low enough and your body's going to start using fat for fuel and, and burning fat. And when that happens, when you get to that place, it be, then it becomes easier and easier as you lose the weight, as opposed to harder and harder the way it typically is in a diet because you're not addressing this issue in a diet, but you're addressing this issue now. So for you, once it starts, it's going to get easier and easier. And I have seen that many, many times. I have worked with people where that needed to lose over 100 pounds, where there was no weight loss for six to eight months, and then they went on to lose that weight over the next year and keep it off and I have, for, for years. So I have worked with people in exactly the situation you're in. And I can tell you, you're, you are at that crossover point right now. So that type of exercise you, yeah. you give you okay. a really, really bang for the good bang for the buck right now. And I would do that. So just exercise follow that week five again. Hour, yeah, and I would do that exercise an hour before your first meal. 
for maximum results. For my first meal. Okay. Okay. If you can't do it, if you can't do it, then because of yeah. But I just want to say, if you can't do it, then because of time restraints or whatever, uh, you want to do it in the morning sometime. But the, you'll get a, you'll get a big you get the biggest bang for your buck an hour before your first meal. Okay, I'm gonna try this. I'll do anything, and I'm glad awesome. to know like I'm not. I, and I also started writing a book about my weight loss oh, journey, cool. which I I will publish yeah. once it's done. But um, it's also energetically helping me lose the weight, right? Like, so yeah. I, I believe in that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. That makes sure. that makes that, um, that makes sense. You're you yeah. When you say you're not alone, yeah, no, I'm. T- I have worked with people in exactly the situation you're in, and we did exactly this, and you got you know, and and everything came together. But but they had to just like you had to work through the emotional issues first, uh, and that that was a, right. a long uh, process. Yeah, yeah, like I feel that's, I mean, that's always going to be a part of me, but I don't feel it's holding me back anymore. Um, you know what I mean? Like so, that's not the reason for yeah. the hold on. Yeah. And let me let me give you an example. Let, let, let's just try something real quick. Uh, or sure. Let me ask you a question and see how you feel about it. Um, do, if if you imagine yourself in your most ideal shape, like let's just do this right now. Like let, let's say you're walking down the street and you are in your most perfect ideal shape, looking and feeling exactly the way you would like to look and feel. Okay? Can you imagine that for a second? Oh, yeah. No problem. And how, how does that feel? Awesome. Okay. So you're walking down the street feeling awesome, looking awesome, and you've got this energy and light and love coming out of you, and you just imagine that right now. You're walking down the street. Now, as you're walking down the street, uh, people are noticing you. Men and women, they can't help it because you're just exuding so much bright energy and light and love and so beautiful. And as you're walking by, people are, are looking at you. They're noticing you. How, how does that feel? Uh, like it's crazy good. Good. Okay. Because, I'll tell you why, because if you said, well, that I feel uncomfortable with that, then that would tell me that there's still some more emotional work to do. You no, like I'm an awesome being, and yeah, and, and it, <clears throat> that's yeah. right, yeah. So good, you're good. You have to feel comfortable and safe being in the body that you want to be, otherwise you, your body, because your body's trying to protect you and you don't feel safe, your body's going to say, no, we can't do that, it's not safe, you know, so you're going to need to feel safe, so you're feeling safe and, and comfortable in that body when you imagine it, yeah? Yeah, and you know, one of the things coming up while we're talking, I remember when I had lost weight when I was younger, um, this is probably in my 20s or 30s. I'm in my 50s now. And I had lost weight and I was hit on constantly. Like I felt like a piece of yes. meat. So that, yeah. you know, like maybe that's got something that's to do exactly with it. What like I'm is there about. something there for that? That's exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah. would that, if that were the case right now, would that make you feel uncomfortable? That's what you need to, you need I don't to know. know. That. Like my point of view has changed so much over the last 30 right. years. Do I really care? Um, so well, I don't know if that's a good question. Work. Maybe part of, yeah. part of it is that you've worked through some of the emotional issues, and that's really what I'm trying to ascertain. <clears throat> because you said that you were date, date raped and molested, and you're not going to feel comfortable being hit on all the time because if that's the case, if you had those traumas and those traumas weren't resolved, does that does that make sense? Right. So yeah, the real absolutely. Key for you is yeah. To know, yeah. So the real key for you is to know: Are you going to feel comfortable? in that situation. And we can just imagine it right now. You can imagine you're out with some friends 
Well, you just close your eyes and let's do this real quick. You're in your most perfect ideal shape. You're out with friends. You're feeling great. You're out dancing. I don't know. You're getting hit on constantly. Nice people, some really nice guys and some not so nice guys, whatever. But, you know, everybody's interested. <clears throat> if you're in that situation and you're out, how, how does that feel? Actually, it's funny because it makes me feel like heavy sigh. Get me out of here. This is so not me anymore. <laughs> Good. As long as you don't feel threatened, you don't feel uh, you don't feel threat. It's the yeah, threatened part no. that you need to worry about. Good. Then you've then you've worked. Yeah, and you know I'm really good at protecting myself, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yeah, probably you've got all the training now, right? Exactly. You're good. Right. You're good. So yeah. that's so you've done the emotional work. You're in a different situation. Do this work. Do the week five work right now. Take it serious. Okay. Uh, g- give it a try. Do it uh, ideally an hour before your first meal. Uh, and you should, and give it, give it a month, okay? Because what happens sometimes okay. in the beginning is there's an inflammatory, there's a short-term two to three weeks or four weeks inflammatory experience that you have when you start doing strength yeah. training or, or intensity types of training, and then you get to the other side. So give yourself a solid month, or I would even say six weeks. And is walk is walking enough, John? Uh, walking is great, and I do want you to do the walking. I want you to supplement it with this. Because this is a completely different experience. And again, it's not about, uh, it could be ten, five minutes or 10 minutes a couple of times a week, but it's a, it, it's a different experience that creates a, a different hormonal response. And it's that hormonal response that this creates that I want to add to your situation. Okay. But the walking is, is fabulous. And the walking is also really so, good. So to what do is it that I should do besides the walking? Okay, so here's an example. So you have a knee problem. You, uh, 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 you mentioned a knee problem. Can you? This is just an example. Can you ride a stationary bike with your knee? Uh, yeah, it's is not that, a knee problem. I just—it's more like uh, a back and shoulder problem. So I can. I just don't have access to one. All right. So can you walk up? The, can you walk up a hill? Yeah, absolutely. Does that hurt you to walk? Can you? Can you run for ten seconds up a hill? And running up the hill is different than running vertically, running horizontally, because it's less compression on your back and your knees. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, if you tried it, but it, but do you, do you know that if that's something you can do? I can do and it. And I'm talking for 10 seconds. I'm not talking about doing a marathon. I'm talking for 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I can then do this it. Is what, this is what you can do. This is what you can do. You can take. You can find a hill that's 10 seconds long, and and run up it. And then walk down and do that three or four times. Just run up, walk down, run up, walk down. Take as much time in between as you need. It doesn't have to be like 40 seconds. Or, you know, you have to time yourself. Just run up, walk down, run up, walk down. Three or four times. Then get on your hands and knees and do, do, a pu- do push-ups on your hands and knees. Just you, you know, sort out the resistance that works for you. Uh, there's different angles that are harder or easier. So have it be as hard or as easy as you need it to be in order for you to do uh, push-ups where you're doing six to eight reps, and then by the eighth rep you can't really do it anymore and you're getting like a pumped feeling in your, in your shoulders and, and chest. Right. That's it? Do that two, do that two or three times too. And do so that. Like and then do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then do that. Do that every, you know, like a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or something like that. And you can do it while you're walking. Okay, I'm going to do it as part of your walking. You know, you can incorporate it okay, into cool. your walk. Okay, cool, I'm going to do it. 
All right, awesome. But but All watch, right, watch the, Okay, cool. Watch the week five though, and uh, you know, to just get any other ideas or uh, knowledge or inspiration from it. Okay, great. I'm okay. really grateful of your time. Awesome. I know there are a lot of people looking yeah, to speak to you. Yeah, my pleasure. That's okay. All right, you take care. Thanks cool. so much. Okay. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Cool. Let's bring Nadia in back, if, if we can, uh, to answer some of the questions people are asking in the chat room. Can you hear me? Hi, John. Hi, Nadia. Hi. So, um, cool. yep, there are some questions we have. Um, Susan is wondering, um, she says, hi, John, as an insulin injecting type two diabetic, how will this affect being able to switch to fat burning mode? Yeah. Uh, So what I want to say about that is that, uh, you to do every, do everything that we're doing, right. That I, we recommend, however, you're learning the Gabriel method, either through the book or the support group or the 12 week, uh, things to reduce stress work through emotional issues, heal digestion, start to live a detoxification lifestyle, start to add healthier, more vibrant foods, everything that we talk about, you continue to do them. And the key is this, because it's a type two situation, the key is that I would work with your doctor to see if you can get off of insulin at some point in time. Maybe, maybe it won't happen immediately, but I have worked with many, many, many people that have gotten off of insulin if it's a type 2 diabetes situation. And keep in mind, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not offering medical advice, and I'm not telling you to get off of the insulin. I'm asking you to work with your doctor uh, because everything that we're doing is geared to reverse the insulin resistance. Um, and, when, and when you reverse the insulin resistance, in theory, you're not going to need the insulin because your body can produce insulin. Uh, it's just that the insulin re- resistance is so severe that your doctor thinks that you need to supplement with insulin, but you can reverse that. That is a reversible situation. And w- the first thing I would look to do before you even think about weight loss is work with your doctor over the next however months, three months, say, to try to see if you can start to wean yourself or get off of the insulin. It will make weight loss so much easier. There will be an acceleration in your weight loss, and it will happen by reversing your insulin resistance, because all type 2 diabetes is is insulin resistance. That's all it is. Uh, and when insulin resistance gets to a certain point and it's a line in the sand, it's not a, it doesn't become a disease at any point. There's a line in the sand where doctors say you now have a disease. They give it a name, type 2 diabetes. But it's, but it's, not, it's, it's a line in the sand. It's not real. Uh, it's just insulin resistance. When it gets to a certain level, you know, when it gets to your HB1AC gets to six or eight or whatever it is, they say they give you that title. But all of that goes away when you reverse insulin resistance at the cellular level, which is what we're trying to do. So do what we're doing and and work with your doctor very closely. Meet with them once a month if you can. Get your blood tests, your sugar tests once a month. Try to to get to a place where your doctor goes, gee, I don't know what, I don't know, but hey, uh, I don't think you need this anymore. It's going to make things so much easier. So that's what I would suggest you do uh, in the short term, and then let's you and I talk over the next couple of months and see how things are going. Okay? Great. Thanks, John. Um, I just wanted to uh, comment that uh, when you were talking to Laura on on the last last caller that just called in, Donna just wrote into the chat role, and she said, 
Thank you so much for the last caller. I know from that call that I'm not ready to lose weight because I do not feel safe when I'm oh, walking down the street yeah. in my most perfect body. Yeah. Ugh. And then she goes yeah. on to say, I will keep yeah. working at this. On the other hand, my cravings yeah. and binge eating is almost gone. Thanks, John. Awesome. Yeah, so I would listen to the safe, strong, and protected visualization. Uh, that's geared to help with those situations. Um, in the safe, strong, and protected visualization, you imagine a type of protection Another type of protection other than weight that makes you feel safe. It could be a column of light or a guardian angel. Um, whatever feels safe and comfortable for you in terms of that visualization, what I would then do is I would imagine yourself, just like we did that visualization just now with Laura, walking down the street and people are looking at you and that didn't feel comfortable, try this visualization right now as, we, as we're talking. So uh, what I'd like you to imagine is the same thing. You're walking down the street and you're in your most perfect ideal shape, but you've got... Uh, this powerful column of light around you that's protecting you. No, no one can penetrate it that you don't want to. It's impenetrable. You can even imagine this column of light. Let's just do this real quick. You can imagine this column of light just to show you how powerful this column of light is. You can imagine this column of light is on train tracks right now, and there's a big locomotive train heading toward it, and there's no one on the train, so not even a conductor. No one's going to get hurt. But the train runs toward the, uh, the column of light, and, it, and as soon as it hits the column of light, it just the train just goes off the tracks all over the place, and the column of light isn't even touched. That's how powerful the column of light is. So I'd like you to imagine that that column of light is around you, and then you can imagine a powerful, healing, loving guardian angel, if you want to, uh, wrapping his or her wings around you, uh, just loving you and protecting you. So you get this column of light around you to protect you. So, you, so the weight's not, you don't need the weight anymore. It's column of light. It's guardian angel protecting you, keeping you safe. So now you're walking down the street in your most perfect ideal shape. You've got this column of light around you. You've got this guardian angel around you. And you're in your most perfect ideal shape. Now, as you're walking with all this protection around you, people are looking at you. How does that feel? Can you, can you look at them and smile and keep going, knowing they can never hurt you? because uh, you've got this other form of protection around you. Can, can you do that? And, and how does that feel? So uh, that is, uh, if that makes a difference, what we just did, what I would want you to do is I would want you to practice this. I would let, want you to listen to the Safe, Strong, and Protective Visualization on a daily basis. And then I would want you to imagine that this column of light and this guardian angel is always around you. When you're walking uh, in the street, when you're at work, when you're at home, wherever you are, you've got this protection around you and the weight is just melting off of your body. And you've got this, all this love and protection and safety around you. Keep it around you always. And this will shift because what you're doing, there's two, th there's two th ways to deal with the situation where you don't feel safe uh, losing the weight. One, one is to work through the original trauma which is what, something Laura did, that where whatever the trauma is that caused you to feel unsafe, you work through that. And then the other is to form a surrogate form of protection other than the weight so that your body knows that even if you haven't worked through the trauma, you're still safe and protected. You don't need the weight anymore. Uh, so you can work on it on both fronts. And this, this visualization, in addition uh, to working through, trying to work through the emotional issues, doing, practicing this visualization, keeping this column of light and these angel wings around you at all times 
<clears throat> and communicating to your body and imagining the weight just melting off of you and having all this protection is a very powerful way to communicate to your body that you are safe and you have an alternative form of protection. You don't need the weight. So practice that. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, this is something that we've, uh, Nadia, I'm sure you've heard me say many, many times, but nothing is easier than losing the weight when your body wants to be thin. And this is why I say, you know, you, you've made a powerful realization right now <clears throat> that, you're, that there's something that's, that your body's uh, reason why your body doesn't want to lose the weight, but you see also that it's just protection. That's all it is. And as soon as you're, you have some other protection and your body feels safe to let go of the weight, it's so easy. You want to work with your body to get your body to want to be thin, and this is a perfect example of how to do that. And when you do that, the weight just starts to melt off. You're not on a diet. You're not counting calories. You're not measuring portions. So you're not timing yourself. None of those things are happening. The weight's coming off. I lived through this. And thousands of other people that I've worked with have lived through, it, through this. And you can, too, by focusing in this direction. Does that make sense? So Donna is listening. Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. She's listening yeah. right now, and she, she typed into the chat roll when you were talking about the, the column yeah. of light. She typed in and said, that is making me smile right now. And then she also yeah, typed perfect. in and said, yep, I'm working through the trauma. It's ongoing, and she will practice that visualization. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You are on the right direction. Awesome. I'm really happy for you. Cool. Hey, uh, uh, I might come back. Well, actually, we're kind of running out of time at the moment, but uh, we have another caller, uh, Shannon okay. from New York City. So I'm going to take her, and then uh, I don't know if we'll have time to come back, but if we do, we'll talk then. Okay. Sounds great, cool. John. Thanks. Thanks. So let's talk to Shannon in New York City, please. Hi, John. I wanted to thank you and comment on what you just said to Donna. Um, I've been doing your program since July. I haven't missed a day of one of your meditations, and I certainly haven't missed a night of the evening meditation. And um, awesome. when I walk into stores with um, my column of white light and my angels, I just wanted to share this with Donna and anyone else that might help. Um, I walked into a store one day, and the man said to me, you know, Every time you come into the store, the whole store calms down, and we feel like you bring angels in with you. And so <laughs> I just want to say, like, John, like, I and I looked it. at him, and I said, you know, I said, I said, John Gabriel's method, I said, and I bring in 10,000 angels with me, because some days I need them. And so for people out there yeah. that are working on that, um, I angel bumps just talking to you guys about that. So um, I just so want to good. thank you so much for the, for the gift you give to everyone. What my question is, is my I know pleasure. you talk a lot about yeah. live, uh, live food, and I'm yeah. pretty certain that carb bars, um, the low sugar carb bar bars with the artificial things in them aren't something you would like, but sometimes when there's not another healthy choice, especially because I'm out about in New York City and don't have time, how damaging are those types of bars for those of us that might not be choosing live food? Yeah, well, you know, you don't have to eat live foods all the time. And one of the things that we always focus on is adding, not subtracting, you know, not thinking about how bad something is, but thinking about <laughs> adding all the good things, you know. So if you're having something that's not perfect, that's fine. Just have it move on. And, but at the same time, make sure you are getting things that are live and vibrant. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say about those types of bars is that uh, there's, there's better ones and worse ones. Uh, do, what what type of one are you are we talking about here? Uh, Atkins and the Quest bars. 
Yeah, so I would I would <laughs> move to some uh, some of the other ones only because I'll tell you why though uh, not because of anything else that, that, except that the Atkins one has uh, ar- has artificial fla- uh, sweeteners it's got sucralose and sucralose is going to affect your digestion and that's going to make it harder to lose weight because you're you're getting an impaired digestion uh, anything with artificial sweeteners is a problem I would for sweeteners I would rather you have uh, stevia. Things that have things that have either stevia or some of the sugar alcohols are not bad, like xylitol or erythritol. Stevia, raw honey, uh, pure maple syrup, uh, or maybe rice rice uh, syrup are uh, or also um, the some of the resistant starches like uh, uh, things called inutol, um, in, inulin, uh, inulin, mannose D, and um, Ta- things like tapioca starch and, and uh, um, uh, the, the green banana flour, <clears throat> things that have re- either resistant starches or uh, healthier live or, or even raw types of sugars are infinitely better for you. So you, don't, you, you also don't want to have ones that have – what's that? Sorry? What's that? Uh, thank, thank you for that. Yeah, let me keep going a little bit. Uh, okay. You don't you don't want to have ones that have soy protein or casein, which are things that the bodybuilders typically use, which also interfere with your digestion and can elevate your estrogen levels of all things. Um, so you don't you don't want that. Um, uh, whey protein is a better protein, and or sprouted rice bran protein. Rice protein is not a bad protein. <clears throat> Um, let me just think. I'll see. It's nice to have a bar that's got healthy fats in it, like chia seeds or flax seeds, or uh, and some kind of coconut oil or MCT oil in it. So the healthy fats are, are really good when you're on the go. The other thing I would want to say in New York City, and it's true of many places, is that they have uh, raw food restaurants. Like if you're downtown, for example, on Fulton Street, there's a place called Magic Mixed Juicery. And you can just go in there and they've got chia puddings and wraps and they're all raw and they're all super healthy. And, and they've got raw desserts, raw chocolates, which are, by, by the way, that's the best. If you can get raw chocolate that's sweetened with one of the healthy sweeteners that I just mentioned, that's the best. But it's got to be raw mm. to be really, really good. <laughs> and then it's going to taste better. So wherever you are in town, you want to familiarize yourself with whatever health food stores or raw food restaurants are around that, where you can pick up those healthier snacks. And that's going to make a big difference. I don't think the Atkins bars, you know, you're not going to sacrifice anything on taste. Let's put it that way by getting these other bars. These other things are going to taste better than Atkins. And it's not going to have the artificial sweetness. So it's not just sugar. Uh, it's really about all the artificial ingredients that, that can cause weight problems. Uh, there have been, been many, many studies that, that NutraSweet causes weight gain. It's, not, it's like a given now. I've been saying it for years, but it's like a given at this point. So start to tend towards some of the healthier things. And, again, if you can get raw chocolate, uh, that's the best. I want some raw chocolate. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Awesome. <laughs> so, okay. Thank Great. you so much for taking the time and for all you do for all of us. My pleasure. Cool. All right, cool. So I think that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Uh, but – Thanks. Welcome again, all the new members that, that we just joined us over the last two weeks. And uh, check out every single week we have coaching calls in the, in the live, live uh, uh, Facebook group. We've got um, Facebook Live coaching calls with our amazing, amazing coaches. 
uh, and Maddie is in there, and uh, we got Coach Brian and Janine and, and Heather, and uh, <clears throat> we got to get Tiffany in there. Tiffany's on the call right now. We have to get Tiffany to start doing live coaching. But every single week we got live coaching calls, and they are just so fabulous. And we'll be back next month. And in the meantime, reach out to us uh, in the support group. Share what's going on. And uh, if you have any questions, we're here to help. So have, a, have an awesome couple of weeks, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.